we're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name is Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, happy Dude. weekend, man. How you I doing? Know. Uh, I'm doing great, other than it being Colorado cold. Uh, like, yep. I'll be honest with yeah. you folks. Colorado is one of those temperate weathers. Like you think Colorado's snow and you know you like North Dakota kind of thing, and it's not. Usually it's like forty degrees, maybe high thirties. Yeah. No snow sunny. on the ground. Majority Usually of our winter. Sunny. Yeah. This winter, cold. I think it's sixteen degrees today. Uh, the wind is blowing. There's snow everywhere. Uh, it takes my truck like twenty minutes to warm up enough, which is yeah. a pain. Uh, yeah. And yeah, miserable miserably yeah. cold that's what i'm doing here that's today rough. that's rough we've had a couple stretches of that but in our new car new to us it's not brand new but pretty new um we have a remote start and i have a second like a garage door opener inside because my there's a breezeway that connects anyway all that to say i can open my garage door and hit the remote start and have it like heat up which is real nice because if you had your seat warmer on before you left, it uh, actually no, it automatically puts your seat warmers on. So Ooh, you get in and seat your warmers. seat, your seat That'd is nice. warm. Plus, it's like blowing hot air, and it's it's pretty sweet. So that's the been problem a game with changer. my truck is the remote start runs for ten minutes and then it shuts itself off. Uh, and like yep. I said, my truck takes like twenty minutes to actually warm up. Ah, okay. Mine goes fifteen and then shuts off, but. Usually within ten, I'm good but to go. That, but but warm seats, like even if it was cold yeah. in the car, warm seats would be a win. Yeah, I did yeah, that. That's what's up. Yeah, man. But, <clears> dude, how's it going in envy. your world? Other than the fact dude. that you're uh, you're doing some remote start action. Yeah, some remote. Did start you know action, that's illegal so... in Colorado? Not remote start, but they call it really? puff, puffing. I think <laughs> puffing, where you start puffering. your vehicle with the key. I remember puffering. when you keep I, your vehicle puffering. like keys in your yeah. vehicle and start it and then walk yeah. away. That's illegal mm-hmm. in Colorado. Yeah, I didn't know that. that's crazy. Yeah, man. Uh, nothing, nothing crazy on my end. Um, last night, Jenna and I watched uh, Glass Onion on Netflix. Which, nice, it's pretty good. That was cool. Uh, however, my my youngest daughter, uh, they're now sleeping in the same room. They're like sharing a bedroom, and they love it. But Charlotte is yet to like actually stay all night in there. So anyway, uh, at like 11 p.m., as there's, I think, nine minutes left in the movie, we hear the door open, and she just comes walking out. Uh, and, like, I'm positive, of course, because I'm like, I'm not going to wake you all the way up. And she just, like, climbs up on Jana and, like, notices that she's holding a bag of Cheetos and just starts <laughs> eating Cheetos. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So literally the last nine minutes, we still have to go. And I'm sure there's some twist that's going to happen, you know? But uh, but it's it was pretty good. So you know, trying to stay with the times, stay uh, stay current, and uh, watch some good stuff. But yeah, the movie otherwise... the movie was entertaining, um, but yeah. I thought it was like you have to try to figure out and solve the crime. So that's what I was doing mm-hmm. for the first half of the movie, and then come right. to find out they left out major pieces for everybody, and then I was a little yeah. frustrated. But it was okay. Yeah, it was, it was an yeah. You could have kept possibly... me entertained for two you, hours. You. You couldn't predict it because it was like that much, you know, it was, yeah, yeah there was way too much. I never saw the first one, like, though, so I didn't, I didn't know, like, the concept. The first one's really good. Uh, it'd be worth going back and watching. I'd say it's even better to pay for than it this now. one was. Oh, really? Bummer, yeah. man. Netflix. Bummer. 
How did that yeah. work? Oh, Amazon made the first one. Someone told me the story, but That's Amazon great. made the first one. Uh, when Am- when Netflix got the rights to the second one, Amazon said, screw mm. you, and they deleted it from their catalog and put it up for uh, sale. So now you have to buy it. Classic. Isn't that weird? Classic. Man. Good old streaming wars. Good old streaming Dude, what, wars. Dude, uh, yeah, what's another show you're watching right now on Netflix to keep uh, us through these cold winter nights? You know what? Actually, that is... Ironically, it's not even my Netflix. My friend uh, signed, like, had signed in when they were here, and I'm like, "Dude, do you mind if I watch Glass Onion? Because I want to see that." So, actually, I haven't watched anything on Netflix except that. Um, we're still watching Survivor. We're still doing Survivor. that. Um, I uh, on Peacock, we just restarted uh, Parks and Rec recently, just because okay. it was like one of those nights where I'm like, you know, we just need a laugh, and Parks and Rec does it every time it's always good and jana you'll appreciate this she's like you know it might be time for west wing again i'm like there you go it really might be it really might be so yeah man that uh survivor uh parks and rec old school you know obviously and uh oh, i thought you were saying out. old school the movie yeah oh no <laughs> i was like oh really like however i would rewatch okay. that <clears throat> i haven't seen that forever old but, schools with yeah, man. um uh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, and uh, they're like a whole pretty big cast. I'm trying to remember all of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can't remember. We're all going awesome. streaking. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> That's dude. That's oh, man. Dude, what? Yeah, uh, before so... we jump into the, the content mm-hmm. itself, what's God, what's yeah. God moving in you these days? Hmm. Man, um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I I've felt the last, like, three weeks have been just kind of all hands on deck on the parenting front most of the time. And work has been really intense as well Um, with good things, just like way too many things, you know? Um, So like the thing that's been on my mind is um, rhythms, you know, like seasons and how to navigate that a little better. And I like, there's only so much you can control or that I can control I can't control if my kids are going to have a great day or a hard day. Um, Or a lot of my work I can't control. Is it going to be extra busy and demanding or pretty slow? Um, But I can control my posture during all of that stuff. And uh, one of the girls was losing it while I was making lunch. And I uh, popped open uh, this one cabinet where we have this prayer written out, like a printout of it. Um, that's literally just like, God, give me peace or give me, um, strength to not react with my emotions and help shepherd this child to be the person that you want them to be, um, in this moment, you know? And like, I had to, I popped that open and and prayed it. I hadn't done that for months, but, uh, today was that type of day. So, or, or that lunch hour was that type of day. So, I guess all of that to say, I think God is using a lot of the normal circumstances of my life to teach me how to like turn towards him um, in moments like that and and not be all frustrated that like life is busy and demanding and there's a lot going on and more be like a follower of Christ in the midst of the really stressful or really busy things. So I don't know, man. Roundabout answer, no like, no like single sleek word to sure. describe that, but that's what I've been feeling in the last probably month. What about you? 
Yeah, after I asked you, I was like, oh, shoot, I'm going to have to come up with an answer myself. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I'll be honest, Andrew, I heard some of the words that you said, but in majority of it, I was trying to think of my own answer. I'm sorry. I'm a bad friend. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I think twofold. Uh, one, uh, Hill City's in the process of, of looking at, at space uh, to permanently rent. Um, and like even how all that came to be is kind of mind boggling in itself. And, you know, the deal that we're getting on this space is kind of mind boggling in itself. So God is in the midst of all that. But, you know, there's still a faith stretching piece of that. And I was reading through um, Paul's conversion this morning. I think this morning. I don't know, days blend together. Um, and just the the orchestration of that to happen. So if you don't know the story of Paul's conversion, you know, Paul's on this road to Damascus. He's he's going to arrest and, and detain um, those that are part of the way or this new Christian movement. Um, you know, he's persecuted uh, the church in Jerusalem over and over again. He was at the stoning of Stephen. You know, he held the coats mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and here God, you know, Jesus himself shows up on the scene is, is on his way to Damascus. Uh, and they have this encounter. Uh, but the crazy part of the encounter is not just what happens with him, but happens with another guy. Um, where God shows up and says, hey, I want you to go to Paul and I want you to, mm-hmm. to minister to him and get him up to speed. Um, and it's just these these yeah. little things of like orchestration that happens, but it takes this faith in the midst of it all um, to let God do what God's going to do. And oftentimes it feels like Paul felt in that in that season where you feel blind, like we don't know exactly yeah. how these things are going to play out, but we do know that God is about to play yeah. something out. And in the history of Hill City, you know, in our, our short time that we've we've been in existence, like, you know, we got twenty thousand dollars worth of equipment and trailer. Um, you know, yeah. we're seeing people give on a regular basis. We're seeing more and more people get invited into the circle. We're seeing more and more people go through culture course and join the community. And um, we, you know, uh, prayed over and released um, six disciple makers this last Sunday. Um, so there's just all these yeah. these things that God has been doing and orchestrating and and getting us to this place. Um, so, but in the midst of waiting, um, it feels like you're flying blind and when you're responsible trying to lead something, you know, along with our team, um, yeah. like it's scary yeah. because it's not how we try to function, right? Mm-hmm. We want to function, you know, we want to take risks, but we want to take calculated risks and, um, we want to make sure, yeah. um, you know, all our metrics look right <clears throat> to, to make these kind of decisions. But at the same time, um, you know, when God's in the midst of something, you got to trust and just really go along for the ride. So I think that's one big thing. The other thing I think we yeah. talked about this last episode is I want to lean into the spirit this year. Um, what does that look like? And yeah, so I've, I've read a book already. I read uh, Francis Chan's Forgotten God. I got a couple other books I need to read just to figure out what, what that's going to look like. But I'd say those are the two big things God's teaching me, like be okay running blind at times. I'm um, not always God, you know, God wants us to use our brains, but it's figuring out what's your part, what's God's part, and then stay in your lane. So it's that was my prayer this morning yeah. is what's Hill City's part, God, in all this? Mm. And then what's your part in all this? And then, you know, keep us in our lane so we're not overstepping uh, in an area that you want to intervene in. But, yeah, that's kind of me, Andrew, That's to awesome, switch man. gears because we're in yeah. this already a yeah. handful of minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are we talking about? Yeah. Well, I was hoping you would know. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, we are. Uh, hey, t- we plan so enough continuing. to know when we hit the record button. We do know what we're talking about. I know. I'm just kidding. Um, so we are continuing to talk about kind of the attributes of God, like who God is and things things we know to be true about God. 
Uh, this week, we're going to talk about God being love um, and the love of God and why that is a trait that matters um, in the God we follow, that, why that matters um, in anything you follow, but especially in the uh, God you have in the throne of your heart. So, um, yeah, man, we're going to talk about God being love. Uh, we'll likely talk about Jesus. And we will definitely talk about God the Father as well. Um, maybe we'll talk more about the Holy Spirit. We will see where it goes. But um, John, may, or sorry, Josh, maybe you could kick us off uh, by reading through uh, the verses in First John, if you're up for it. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't had a chance to read First John, I highly recommend it. You should read First John, let's say, three, four times a year, minimum. First John is essentially John hmm. 316 just expanded out in six chapters, five, six chapters. Hmm. I don't remember how long it is. Uh, so it's it's worth a read. But this is First John chapter 4. First uh, John's at the back of your Bible. Don't get confused like I did one year in high school where I went to camp. And during our quiet times every morning uh, for church camp, they were having us read through First John, um, which I didn't know there was additional Johns. So I just read through the Gospel of John, being super confused when we came back together to talk about it. We're like, what? Like I know I don't, you don't have great reading comprehension, but like they feel like they're talking about something, something completely different than I read, <laughs> which they were. And it took me like That's three or four days to finally That's realize, funny. oh, there's, oh, I'm in the wrong book. Uh, but First John, That's this so is, funny. This is First John chapter four. Uh, let's read this chunk. So it'll be uh, starting verse seven. Uh, this is the NIV you're following along. Uh, Dear friends, uh, le- let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves uh, has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God. Big words there. And then here's here comes the big chunk of it, uh, or the big to hang everything on, because God is love. This is how God showed. This is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Um, dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and His love is made complete in us. Let me reverse eight again. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Is love. Boom. Dude, first thoughts on that. That is good. Some good verses today. I, they are good verses today. All right. This is going to be a little bit of a rabbit trail, but I think you'll see exactly why. So, this this reminded me of something that I heard recently uh, in a podcast. Um, you know, Abraham and Isaac, um, Abraham struggled to have any heirs, any children. He and Sarah did, and God eventually gave them Isaac uh, when they were way past normal childbearing age. So uh, it was kind of, and God had promised Abraham, I'm going to make a multitude out of your line, like more than the stars in the sky. That's how many people are going to come through you and your family. And they had faith and believed it, but got harder and harder. Then eventually Isaac was born. And like, that was a, that was truly miraculous. Um, I say this to say, because as soon as Isaac's starting to get grown up, um, I think most scholars think he was like 20 plus when this happened, but Um, God tells Abraham 
to go and offer him um, as a sacrifice. Um, and Abraham follows through. Abraham's like, Isaac, we got to go. Uh, they go up this mountain, long journey from where they are. And uh, and I got to think Abraham has faith, like God's not going to actually make me do this. Like God loves me. God hasn't ever asked me to do this. He's going to show a way out. But maybe he didn't think that. I don't know. He he had faith, though. So he takes Abraham up and he's like, they're stacking sticks. They're getting ready to like straight up kill Isaac like Abraham was his only son. Um, and God intervenes, you know, at the last minute uh, speaking to him. I think with, maybe with an angel. I haven't read that story for a little bit and, and provides a ram and says, no, like, use the ram, like not your son, you know, like basically Abraham, you have the right faith. But I say all that to say when it talks about God is love. Um, and then in verse 10, uh, it says this, this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Um, that's why this stuck out to me. God loved Abraham and humanity so much that he didn't actually have Abraham go through with that because he knew the pain and the suffering that would cause and likely the the deep stress and pain that that it caused even to take step by step towards that mountain to even sacrifice his son or consider doing it. Um, yet God sent his own son. He said, I love you so much. And I'm not going to make you do this. I'm going to send my son blameless to live as one of you to be the sacrifice for you. You know, like I'm going to send Jesus to take your place and demonstrate the love um, I have for you. You know, so that that's what struck me uh, is just like, I don't know, long rabbit trail. But this idea that God steps into the space for us and, and does the things that we couldn't do uh, for us because he loves us. And he's always loved us, you know? Um, so that's that's my first blush. Like, that grabbed my attention and made me think of something I heard recently. So anyway, man, what uh, what strikes you at first blush? I know you read through it, and I took us down a long rabbit trail away from it and then slowly back around. Yeah, I think, I think these verses, like, <clears throat> and this is hard to wrap your head around for a lot of us because you know, depending on what your relationship is like with your earthly father, like it could, it could twist some of these things. But like, if you, if we look at the relationship of like, if God was perfect dad and he is right, like Abba father, daddy essentially. Um, and in his perfection, like in the perfect, in, in the perfect father, there's this idea of, of like, he's always going to do what's best for you. Right. Like he, he loves you so much that his own insecurities, yeah. his own uh, sin, his like those things don't exist. So in that relationship, it's perfect. So um, like that changes our behavior. Like when we sin, we should go back to our father instead of run in shame from our father like we typically do. Um, but like if we really just start to think about what that relationship could look like, like this is where I think the characteristic of who God is can be seen in that love, in that love as a father. Mm -hmm. Um, for his for his creation for his his children for his sons and his daughters um, and you know like we said last week there's you know God is complex there's all these different characteristics working yeah. together 
Um, and, and we'll get to more of them as, as we talk about like God's justice, you know, next week and those kinds of things. Like there'll be a piece of that that we'll, yeah. we'll weave in back in with, with God is love. But I think there's that piece of like, you know, if you had a great dad, you know, which, you know, Andrew and I were lucky to have uh, different dads. We're not, we're not related. <laughs> uh, <Right>. But like, <laughs> You know, as good as our dads may be, or, or in, you know, if you're listening and you're like, well, my dad sucked, uh, that's okay. Um, I, I think we can at least picture of what a a healthy picture. Like I always think of it this way when I think of my dad. Um, when I was little, like we're talking second, third grade, little, um, and probably majority around this, but this is how I remember it. Uh, my dad used to take naps all the time uh, on the couch, at least once a day. Like he raised us right and taught us naps were important. But he'd take naps on the couch. And they are. Um, and they are. They still are. Uh, and I used to I used to crawl up and, and lay in his arms. Um, and I was like, that's what our relationship with God. Like, that's what God is love feels like mm. right there. Um, that he's willing to do anything to protect you. Um, that he's willing to do anything to, to get you to where he wants you to go. So you can see the full, you know, the fullness of the fruit of, of that relationship in your life. Um, he's willing to, to correct you in the kindest uh, of ways uh, to get you to where you need to go. He's willing to um, teach and guide and all those healthy, you know, helpful things that, that good fathers do. Um, and I think that's the, the piece of, you know, that we can really understand, oh, this is what love looks like. Um, and, that, you know, so often in our world, we've, you know, we've manipulated love to be something that, it isn't right. Mm-hmm. Like love, love in our world today means you don't tell me what to do. Right? If you love me, you're let me live your, my life any way I want to live it. Yeah. Well, if I was being a good father, like no, I wouldn't want my kids to live their life any way they want to live it. Uh, I want to approach them where they're at. Right. Like if this is where they're at, then I'm gonna uh, engage in that place. But at the same time, I love them too much to let them stay in the midst of their sin. Right. I love them too much not to guide them and direct them. You know, do it with great care. Do it, you know, individually and intentionally with those as God does with us. But um, like it's not healthy to let people live in the midst of their their junk. It's just not I'm not saying we're going to control or force. God doesn't control or force, uh, but he is going to guide. And if you're willing to follow, um, you know, you're going to end up in a much better place. Uh, but he makes lets us make those decisions in our life. And that's why we see so much destruction in our world, because so many people choose the opposite. Uh, and I think the other piece of this, too, is God was 100 percent about love. He's been about love since the very beginning. Um, you know, you look at the big 10, right? The 10 commandments. And I think we've talked about this on podcast before, but you know, the first four are how we love God. And the first, the last six are how we love our neighbor. Um, you know, he says, you know, Jesus asked, what are the greatest commandments? Love the Lord to God with our heart, with our soul, with our mind. Your second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And then he finishes off that statement with all the, you know, the law and the prophets hang on these two commands. Um, so yeah. ever since God created humanity, us, um, God has been about love. Um, God has been justice, and there's other aspects of the old covenant as a, as a um, kingdom is being established. But uh, we get to see love from the perspective of sacrifice, uh, from God sacrificing His Son, um, and we get to live under that covenant. And you know, we get a different view of of God at that place. Uh, but you know, God's been about love since the very beginning. He's you know, Jesus tells the disciples, "They're going to know your mind by how you love one another." Um, like this is the core of it all is, is yeah. how we love. Yeah. We just read first John four, um, that unpacks that even more. Like if you don't love, then you don't know God. 
Um, if you don't have the ability to care for, sacrifice for, um, invest in, uh, provide for, protect those around you uh, in your community, in your spheres of influence, then you don't know you don't know God because you don't know how to love. And you know, love takes all those things. So that's my initial thoughts yeah. on it all. Uh, would that would that kick off? Dude, you? you know, man, this idea, like in verse seven, it says, "Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God." Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Um, like I, um, you know, in inside my house, light usually comes from light bulbs or through the windows from the sun, you know? And it's like don't the characteristic of They're what homesteading. a... They come from candles. They don't have electricity in their house. Yeah. And they do candles, have a house. Yeah, beeswax so. candles. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's all. Um, <laughs> but like the characteristic of a light bulb, the reason you have a light bulb and, and then what the way you know it's working is if light comes from it when you plug it in turn it on all that you know and and i think the the way i'm seeing this is like the characteristic of how you know someone is um following god is that they are showing love to other people um they're not like that is the a byproduct of following god or a natural result or the only one of the only acceptable results is like, do you have love that you are sharing to other people? You know, um, that's like a byproduct of God. Um, you could flip it and say, uh, if you're if you're following um, Satan, the the byproducts that you would expect would be hate. You know, um, and maybe some other things. There's many characteristics of God, like we yeah selfishness, and that's good. Um, but like the the result of following God is that you have love and you have love for one another. And that that's not just like um, I hearted your picture on Instagram. I loved it. Uh, or using hyperbolic speech like, man, I love you so much. You know, when it's somebody you met like an hour before, you know, like we yeah. throw around love pretty lightly in our culture today. But um, but I think love is actually it's deep. And, and the next breaths of first john are talking about the sacrifice that uh that christ made to show his love for us you know it was like through demonstrated horribly difficult action it's like i love you so much that i'm going to redeem you and this is the only path towards it you know um i'm going to redeem you so that you can be close to my father you can be close to god have that direct relationship so yeah man i think um I I can't say all that and say I am I'm not over brimming with love all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there are a lot of places in my day and in my hours, you know, in my life where I'm like I could have been way more loving or I should have been loving in that moment or and I wasn't, you know? Um but I can say anytime I'm I'm pursuing relationship with God and I'm leaning more into that um, I, I do have more love for people. I do have more patience for a screaming toddler to where I don't have to just pop open <laughs> the cabinet and read a verse. I mean, that's good, but it, you know, love comes from within. It comes from God. It's like, um, if God is the sun, when he shines light, that light comes in the form of love, you know? So, um, feel like a hippie saying it that way but i think god one of his core characteristics is that he's love and and that's like if i can just back up and say like 
that's a good thing. <laughs> when you're saying, this is my God, um, what characteristics does he have? Love is a really good one to have right at the center, you know? Because it's like, it. That's, that's the guidepost. These... The thing about these characteristics, these attributes, traits, um, like when you say God is love, that means he can't be hate. Um, that means he can't be selfishness. Like like you said, um, when you look at your God and say, God, you are the God of love. You are the one true God and you are radiating with love. Like that is awesome, man. Like I love the, the picture you painted of of your dad and taking a nap and climbing up and napping with him, you know, like that's, that is like, that's an awesome mental image to say, like, this is what it feels like to be in close relationship with God. It's like the best hug ever, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and that's the one you're following. That's the one you're trying to be more like mm -hmm. in how you live each day. So yeah, man, God is love. And, uh, and it sure is a good thing, you know, cause there, yeah. there's many, there's many gods described. Not all of them are described as as love. And obviously we believe the God we follow is the one true God. But um, yeah, man, God is love. And, and when we love one another, we demonstrate God's love for us through that action. And I think too, like, I think that sacrificial piece, like true love is sacrifice, right? It's sacrifice for another. It's easy to love out of my abundance. Um, it's easy to, to give and help out, um, to give my time, my money, yeah. those things to, to people around when I can afford it, um, uh, because it's my, right. it's the abundance, right? Like, but it's different if I'm, mm -hmm. I'm sacrificing a vacation. It's different if I'm, I'm sacrificing mm -hmm. something I want, um, or even something I need. Like I think of that, um, the, the, um, widow that's giving in the temple. Um, and you know, they, she gives so little, but Jesus says, but, um, you know, she gives a little in the terms of, you know, human money. Um, but she gave in such a sacrificial way that he said, this is, this is what true give, like a true giving looks like. And I think that's, you know, we can apply that same principle to love. Like, you know, we have to sacrifice for, for those around us for the sake of one, that they come to know Jesus two that they, they deepen that relationship with Jesus. Um, and if you're sitting in a place yeah. now and you're like, well, like, sure. My love's pretty, pretty, you know, uh, surface level. It, it's pretty easy. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely have dumbed it down, um, but I don't know how to love more. Um, that just comes in relationship with Jesus. The more time you spend with him, the more your love will increase. Um, and I don't just say that because it's, you know, it's the right thing to say as a pastor. I say it because it's, it's true in my own life. The more time I spend with Jesus in relationship, not just performing tasks, not just doing things, but, but genuinely spending time with Jesus in relationship, um, the more I love, the more I care, the more I see the world and see people the way that he sees the world and sees people, the more that the things that matter a lot to me don't matter as much anymore um, because other things that, that he's placed there matter more these days. Um, so, and I'm not saying I'm perfect. Like I have a long ways to go to love people well always, but like the only fruit I've seen in that to, to do it better is been I spend more time with Jesus and walk in that relationship and let Jesus do what he does in the midst of that relationship. Um, as he shapes and forms us. So if you're sitting there going, I don't love anywhere near this and you're feeling guilty, you should, um, uh, guilt is a yeah. good thing. Shame is different. Don't let it attack your identity. You're not a bad person, <laughs> but, um, you know, God right. is, is definitely intervening. Um, and because you care about it, you know, that's a good sign, but don't let that be the end of this conversation. Like, don't let that be the piece yeah. of like, well, you know, I know what I need to do. Like, go do it. Spend time with Jesus. If you're not spending any time with Jesus, you better start somewhere. Um, like I, 
I'd be hard pressed to say, you know, you're growing in a healthy place if you're not spending time with Jesus on, on, on the daily. Um, and that could look differently, yeah. right? Like I'm not saying you got to spend an hour every day reading his word and praying and, and talking with him. Like it's a counseling session every day. Um, but I'm saying we start somewhere, you know, majority of us still have commutes. Yeah. Um, use that time. No yeah. music, no audiobooks, no yeah. podcast though. We'd love for you to listen to this Jesus life. Um, like use that time just to talk with God. Um, keep it simple. Start simple. Um, you know, expand on it and grow in it. But all relationships start somewhere. You got to start it. And as time goes by, that relationship deepens and trust increases and vulnerability is shown and all those things that, that come into relationship. But um, yeah, like yeah. I think that's a big thing. And, Dude. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to change No, I was gears, just so gonna say to, going to say to tack on to tack on to what you uh, – what you're saying, like the line you're going down, if you, if this is the first time you're listening to us and you're like, you guys got all that from first John four, seven through 10. Um, let me add on a little bit more context context. Here's, um, out of first Corinthians 13, this is verses one through part of eight, um, says this, if I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but I have not love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clang- clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but I have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily, easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Um, that's out of First Corinthians 13. And um, those are the descriptors of what it means to, to love God and love people. Like you, you behave, you act by default in, in ways like that. And it... Um, you know, like our first John verses were clear, like love comes from God. So when we're acting in a place of love, we're reflecting God's character through how we're living. Um, and we can glorify him in that. And the more you follow God, the more natural uh, it will be to have more love expressed through you. And that's awesome, you know, um, but it's always to God's glory. It's never like, wow, now I'm such a loving person. I'm good. Um, now I made it across the line, like, great. No, it's like, that's just the consequence of following God is, is over time, you should have more love expressed in just your being, like who you are and how you think and how you speak, how you serve those around you. Um, like it's a natural, beautiful thing of following Christ is you, you become more loving the more you walk in the way Jesus did. Um, so yeah, man, I thought that'd be helpful context. So it's not like we're just taking all these leaps and bounds. It's like when you look into love and what it means that God is love, it's it's deep and it's uh, it's really core to having a view of God as like, what does love mean in this context? And why do why do Christians talk about God being love? Like there's a lot of reasons, but but that's what it means. Um, so uh, one simple challenge, one takeaway um, this week, if you're listening, whatever day it is in the next few days, take a minute and go read first John four, um, or listen to it. 
and then go and, and check out 1 Corinthians 13 and just think and pray about it for a little bit. You know, real simple, like nothing nothing crazy or complex. You don't have to do a theological deep dive, but um, read or listen to those things and then ask God, like, what does it mean for me to to have a little more love in my heart, in my mind, in my life? Like, how how do I get there and how do you want me to show up with love for those around me? You know, because I think he'll... With with questions like that, um, God always gives answers. They might not be what we expect, but He always will will show us how to love others well because it glorifies Him, you know. And that's that's like the the goal of this whole business is to bring glory to God as we become more like His Son uh, in the way we live. So I'll get off my uh, my uh, high horse for a minute, but that's that's what I was thinking, man. Oh, you're muted. Sorry. When you go to read those things and pray, like we're not like this relationship, you should talk to God about the things, um, yeah. the things that you're thinking, the questions that you have, the things that, you know, uh, he may bring promptings to the you know situations that have happened um, recently with other people. And um, so make sure it's conversation that the, that time leads to. Second, mm-hmm. we did a whole series on First Corinthians 13 uh, back in 2020, yeah. I think. I think it was that long ago. Yeah. Um, you can find it. I think the first episode of that series is like, I think it's called like the most excellent way or something like that. And then we go every Mm -hmm. one of those attributes, you know, love is patient, love is kind, doesn't have any, doesn't boast. I think even one of those episodes is called don't be a turd, uh, which is fun. Like, I think it is. Keep (laughs) a turd is a good word. Uh, Uh, I'm a poet. I don't even know. Uh, so, you know, take a listen (laughs) to those things. Holy mackerel. Okay. What? I'm going to switch gears just for a second uh, because we started yes. this podcast. So I started my today, uh, it's the weekend, uh, checking out the space that, you know, Hill City may be moving into, talking with the broker about terms and all that fun stuff. Um, and, you know, we're getting an absolutely phenomenal deal uh, on a space uh, that we could be using. Um, we were talking about, yeah. uh, you know, God leading in the midst of the blind and not knowing how things are going to play out and what's going to look at and be okay with that. Um, and as we're recording this podcast, I get a text message from one of, uh, you know, our external, external potential givers and someone that's not part of the community, but wants to support the community, um, just reach out and said, Hey, I'm in, uh, how can I give, how can I set up my mm. recurring gift? Um, so there's little things like that. We're like, God's up to something mm. and we just along for the ride. That's cool, man. There's plenty of ways that's where cool. like, this is going to put such a hit to our budget and to make it work. But then yeah. you have crazy things yeah. like this coming out of nowhere, which is essentially what I feel like God told me this morning as I was reading Paul's story. Hmm. Um, so just cool, wow. cool God moments. Um, that's awesome, you know, and this man. is what we find as yeah. we walk with Jesus and um, live in the midst yeah. of, of that relationship. But um, like Andrew said, yeah. If you're, if you're struggling with the love stuff, you're like, man, I just don't think I love well. Shoot, I don't even love my family well, let alone people that I don't do life with well. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. spend some time in First John 4. Spend some time in First Corinthians 13 and make sure it leads to relationship. Make yeah. sure it leads to conversation with Jesus yeah. about those things. And maybe it's for the next week. You read it every day um, and talk to Jesus about yeah. it. Um, mm-hmm. It's the same thing you just read over and over again until it starts to, to make more sense and click and uh, maybe there's some action steps that Jesus gives you um, that you need to start taking, but let him lead that process. And you're going to be blown away by how, yeah. how better you love six months from now than you love today. Um, it's going to start with the people, you know, does the easy stuff. Uh, and then it's going to start to expand out from there uh, as you, you know, get involved in others' lives around you. But, um, 
That's it. God is love. Last week, if you didn't have an opportunity to it's listen, we talked about God is holy. I mean, a set of parties different. Mm-hmm. Next week, we're going to talk about God is just. And we're going to talk about the justice bum, of bum, God. Bum. What does he, what does justice, how does justice play a role in all these other characteristics as they come together? Um, but even though God is distant, um, because he's holy in that sense, um, even though God is separated and not one of us, um, God is in the midst of a love, in the midst of a relationship, and desires to be with us. Um, so there's a mind-boggling thing, but that's the connection for us as we look at God is holy, but God is also love. Um, and then next week we'll go, God is just. And we'll talk about the the, the justness just. of God and probably even the wrath of God. Mm-hmm. And how do you wrap Maybe. the wrath of God into the love of God? Makes sense of that one. Right. Come back next week and we'll right. try to do the same thing. Andrew, any last thoughts before That's we put right. a bow on this one, my friend? No, man. Uh, maybe. Um, just to say, um, I think understanding some of God's love and what it means that God's love is super important. So I'm glad we started with this one. Um, not to say love is the most important characteristic of God. I don't even know how to make a claim like that. Um, but it is part of who God is. Um and and when we move into justice, we're not just going to suddenly be saying, uh, here's fire and brimstone, forget all that love stuff. You know, it's it's both and. God is holy. Yeah. God is love. God is just. God is, we'll fill in more blanks as we go, more more attributes. But, um, but understanding his love for us, I think, makes him accessible to us. And, and it's key to knowing we can approach God at any time and any circumstance, and he's going to be right there. Um, ready for us. He's here already and he's he's always ready to interact with us. So um, God is love, man. And, uh, and praise be to God that he is because we need it. So um, yeah, man. Thanks for talking through this today. It's been awesome. Good to see you. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.